good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, and thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like this video if you're watching us on YouTube, and please do subscribe. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and a host of other podcast players. Now that that's all done, let's jump into today's show. Well, hello there once again. We have lots of stories to cover today, lots of discussion and lots of breaking news. So we're going to start off with our daily COVID numbers. There were 31 more coronavirus-related fatalities and 2,525 new cases registered during the previous 24 hours, the Public Health Ministry said on Monday morning. There were 2,502 cases in the general population and 23 among prison inmates. This compared with 22 coronavirus-related fatalities and 2,899 new cases reported on Sunday morning. The latest Phuket Provincial Public Health Office daily COVID situation report has marked 44 new local infections confirmed across the island, bringing the total number of people recognised as infected with COVID-19 in Phuket since April 3rd to 19,062. Thailand has confirmed a total number of 63 Omicron cases to date with more cases awaiting confirmation, according to the Public Health Minister Anatan Sharavakul. Most of the confirmed and initially detected cases are arrivals from abroad, but a local transmission, Thailand's first, has also been detected in a Thai woman who did not travel outside the country, but whose husband recently returned from Nigeria. And moving along to our first story of the day, Anatan explains his COVID-19 is weak comment. Public Health Minister Anatan Sharavakul late last week defended his comment calling COVID-19 a krajok or weak virus that will not harm anyone who understands its nature and knows how to look after themselves. Anatan's remark, made earlier this month, sparked widespread criticism that the authorities were being overconfident now that the rate of infection is dropping. Some social media users slammed Anatan for downplaying a disease that has killed more than 20,000 people in Thailand so far. It's clear that Thai people nowadays have a better understanding of the new coronavirus, Anatan said. Most people are also willing to comply with disease control measures announced by the Public Health Ministry, which has resulted in Thailand only having 2.2% infection rate. When I said the COVID-19 virus is weak, I meant that it is a manageable disease once we understand its nature and how to protect ourselves, like wearing masks, keeping a distance and washing our hands regularly, he said. Anatan added that Thailand was on track and had administered close to 100 million doses of the COVID-19 vaccine since the drive began in February. According to the Public Health Ministry, Thailand has administered more than 98 million doses of COVID-19 vaccines so far, with 43.6 million, or 62.5% of the population, receiving both jabs. Those who have received two jabs can contact vaccination units to schedule a booster shot to increase their immunity, said Anatan. Getting vaccinated is key to staying safe from COVID-19, even after a new variant is found because vaccinated patients have a significantly lower risk of severe symptoms and death compared to the unvaccinated. And moving along, viewers seek more control of platforms. Ties spend an average of 9 hours and 32 minutes a day consuming media and now demand more control over what they view, according to market research firm Nielsen. The Nielsen Consumer Media View Survey revealed consumers now consider time as more important than making money, with 51% of Thai respondents agreeing with this premise in 2021, 
up from 46% in 2019. Some 92% indicated they enjoy spending time with family in 2021, up from 82% in 2019, while 33% said they did not have time to go shopping in 2021, up from 29% in 2019. According to the survey, Thais spend an average of 4 hours and 10 minutes per day watching TV, 3 hours and 45 minutes on the internet, and 1 hour and 37 minutes listening to the radio. Nielsen indicated consumers demand more control over their viewing, with a 69% increase of time-shifted TV viewing and a 14% surge in digital viewing compared with the pre-pandemic times. The report shows each consumer needs multiple viewing choices, said Nielsen. In 2017, over-the-top or OTT platform penetration was 10%, but it soared to 52.3% in 2021. In the age of the consumer, it is fundamental for content providers to give viewers an extremely versatile number of options from traditional TV to OTT, from studio to user-generated content, said Ranchida Siravrakalai, director of Nielsen Thailand. As channels, platforms and content options increase, consumers will engage with the options that are most appealing to them, which will continue to affect traditional TV viewing trends, she said. Ties are hungry for more content. This presents an opportunity to keep them engaged for longer on their platform. Overall, there is a healthy, dynamic and diverse ecosystem here in Thailand, with marketers able to build a varied media plan to reach the desired audiences. Nielsen also sees trends of platforms transforming into super platforms. TV and the internet are the primary sources of media and platforms must be more agile in how they respond to large and dynamic expectations from consumers, she said. Platforms are transforming to survive in the age of consumer demand and to serve more purpose for users from traditional TV to all-in-one TV, from apps to super apps and from media to commerce platforms. And next up, Kaosan shows flickers of life. Street food vendors on Kaosan Road in Bangkok, widely known as a haven for foreign backpackers, say their lives are returning to normal as they see an increasing number of fully vaccinated foreign tourists start to return to this hotspot. I see many foreign tourists coming back after Thailand reopened to fully vaccinated travellers from 63 countries as of November 1. Many street vendors are hoping to get back to the good old days, said a 51-year-old street food vendor who called herself Wan Surapar. I have many more customers. I'm so happy that I'm making more money from selling food. I like this kind of business atmosphere. This market has come back to life for the past two months, she said. Street vendors have been hit hard by the pandemic. Kaosan Road clearly shows the impact of the coronavirus in Bangkok. Government measures controlling the entry of foreigners to the country forced the shutdown of businesses and social activities across the country. But after the country reopened, local businesses in Kaosan Road are making a comeback. Restaurants, street food carts, clothes shops and traditional massage joints have reopened to welcome visitors under COVID-19 control measures, masks, alcohol gel and social distancing. But night entertainment venues nationwide remain shut until at least mid-next month, according to the Centre for COVID-19 Situation Administration. A 43-year-old street food vendor, Kun Wan Sai, said she has been selling food here since 2008 
and she has never faced any difficulty as bad as that encountered in the past two years during the pandemic. Most shops and all pubs and bars were forced to shut down because of COVID-19. There were no foreigners and only a few ties on the road. But having reopened, I noticed signs of an economic recovery as many people, especially foreigners, have returned to spend time here, she said. Meanwhile, Simon Cornwall, in his 30s, said he likes Kaosan Road because there are plenty of shops, street food carts, bars and clubs. I have been to Kaosan almost every year since 2017 and loved the crazy atmosphere, though I prefer to stay in Soy Tree nearby as it's a bit more chilled out. I hope it will be back to usual and crowds again, said Mr Cornwall, who is from Indonesia. Ling Ling Zai, English language school teacher who is from Beijing, said her first trip to Kaosan Road was in 2013. She has returned many times just to party. I'm 50 years old, but anyone can party on this street. A street like Kaosan Road doesn't die, she said. Daniel Tanvir, 28, and from Pakistan, said he has visited Thailand five times. Whenever I come here, I enjoy partying all night long. I just love the nightlife and party scene here, and I have no idea if it will be ever the same again. This place used to be a haven on earth, but now it's different, he said. So by all reports that I have heard of, it definitely seems to be coming back to life. There definitely is more people down at Kaosan Road. Business is returning to a certain amount of normality. Bars are certainly open and clubs that have restaurant licenses are all certainly open. Serving alcohol, serving a little bit of food. It's all a good thing to see and people are earning a living. And that, I guess, is the main thing that we need to focus on in all of this. Not really about the partying for the tourists, but more about the local people earning a living, you know, and being able to feed their families and continue their way of life. And let's hope it continues that way for the foreseeable future. And moving along to the featured story of the day. Test and go entry may be suspended on Omicron concerns. The Public Health Ministry will recommend the suspension of the Test and Go convenient entry program for fully vaccinated air travellers because of the escalating Omicron variant situation worldwide. Deputy Prime Minister and Public Health Minister Anatan Sharavakul said on Monday that he would put the proposal to the Centre for COVID-19 Situation Administration. Test and Go currently applies to fully vaccinated visitors from 63 countries. He said all arrivals should be through the sandbox and state quarantine schemes. Dr. Supakit Sirilak Director General of the Ministry's Department of Medical Sciences said one Omicron case who entered the country via test and go had tested negative for COVID-19 both before and upon arrival, but a few days later the visitor fell ill and tested positive for the new variant. Therefore, test and go should be reviewed because the case had been within the window period of the infection, six to seven days, he said. If test and go is not reviewed, then infected but undetected arrivals can right away travel further inside the country and cause clusters of infections, Dr. Supergett said. Dr. Supergett said that as of Sunday, Omicron cases were found in 89 countries and 39 states in the United States. It could be in more countries that were not capable of confirming the variant's presence. The infection rate will be expanding, he said. He said Thailand had detected more than 80 Omicron cases to date. Most Omicron cases detected were arrivals at Suanapum Airport, and they formed a quarter of the COVID-19 cases found there. The case numbers increased quite quickly over the past week, which corresponded with the global situation, he said. 
However, all Omicron cases were arrivals, and there had not been a local infection of the new variant until today, he said. According to Dr. Supakit, there has been three sub-variants of the Omicron, but their infections remain limited. The infection spread quickly, but there was insufficient information to determine if the new variant caused severe illness. Vaccines were less effective at containing the new variant, but booster shots could help protect recipients, he said. Now, this news has sent shockwaves and alarm bells ringing in both the aviation business and the hospitality business here within Thailand. The minister made the remarks in an interview today. For me, it was not a wise move to make announcements or suggestions without concrete discussion taking place and more information available to share. Tourism in the COVID era demands confidence and it's fragile. And this has truly shaken the industry. Regardless of what happens in the next few days, the damage in my opinion is done and people will have lost confidence in Thailand. Making announcements like this without it being confirmed is dangerous. Tourists are spending their hard-earned money to come to this country and knowing that at any time the rug can be pulled from underneath them does not inspire any form of confidence. Now yesterday I ran a Twitter poll on this very topic. The question posed was, do you think Thailand will close the borders again in response to the Omicron variant? We had 463 respondents, yes 55.6%, no 44.4%. The yes vote won, but not by that much, or certainly not what I thought it was going to be. It seems fairly split down the middle. Of course, this poll was before the minister's announcements, so let's bear that in mind as well. So what are they considering doing in relation to international travel, and what is available to them? Now the first thing that can be done, but it's the most brutal, and will destroy most hospitality businesses and put Thailand back another year in its economic recovery, is to put a complete ban on international arrivals. In my opinion, this will not happen. I think we have moved on from April 2020 when they initially did this. The second option is to allow travel, but all guests arriving must do a 14-day hotel quarantine. Again, this would have no real function other than to help bring back Thai citizens or expats seeking to enter the kingdom, family members wanting to meet their wives and children, Thais wanting to come back home. This is all this would really be good for. And to be honest, I think most people have returned from abroad already. So what would be the reason to have this? The third option would be to reintroduce the sandbox model that started off in Phuket in July of this year. This would be a 7-14 to day stay in a dedicated SHA hotel in a sealed route or area and having to perform 2-3 to PCR tests during the stay. This in my opinion may be what they are looking at. Limiting tourists to certain areas within Thailand and having tighter control over where they go and what they do. If they are going to act, they will have to do it fast. I suspect we will hear more about this tomorrow after the cabinet meeting. But this was mentioned in the daily CCS News briefing, so there will definitely be changes coming. We can see from around the world that countries are reimposing lockdowns, adjusting arriving passengers to 14 days quarantine in some countries, such as UK travellers to Germany, and just generally tightening restrictions. I suspect Thailand may impose arrival restrictions in a bid to give itself time to roll out booster jabs to the population. But the next few days will of course be interesting to see what will happen and what decisions Pryat and the government will make. So I will ask you, what do you see the Thai government doing in the next few days? Do you see a change to the test and go program? Out of the three options I listed, what do you think they will do? 
As always, we love your opinion on the topics here on this show. So let's start a conversation and let me know what you think down in the comment section below. And next up, and that's right, Italian tenor Bacelli signed for Phuket Party. Phuket Countdown 2022 has confirmed Italian tenor Andrea Bacelli will perform at Sapin Hin Public Park with the event organizers requiring the audience to show a negative COVID-19 test result and proof of complete vaccination before attending. With the Centre for COVID-19 Situation Administration this week allowing New Year countdown events to take place, the New Year's Eve celebration in Phuket will have Mr. Bacelli as the highlight of the night, said Tourism and Sports Minister Pia Pat Ratchapakarn. Bacelli's show in Phuket is confirmed. The event will also feature famous local artists from the 1990s. However, as preventative measures remain necessary, attendees will be limited to those vaccinated and who have tested negative for COVID not more than 72 hours before joining the event. The event in Phuket is co-hosted by the Tourism Authority of Thailand and the private sector. The TAT has allocated 40 million baht for the event. In addition to Phuket, the TAT is hosting countdown events in Chiang Mai, Nakhon Ratchisama and Rayong with a total budget of around 150 million baht. He said the TAT did not seek an additional budget from the government as there were leftover funds from fiscal 2021. The country faced a second wave of COVID-19 starting in November last year and had to cancel most of the 2021 New Year Eve events. Mr. Piapat said the ministry is preparing this week to propose to the cabinet the new phase of the We Travel Together hotel subsidy scheme with at least 2 million room nights. Also planned is an extension of the Tour Tao Dai tour subsidy program until the end of April, he said. With the tour subsidy receiving lukewarm feedback from local tourists, the ministry will discuss with the National Economic and Social Development Council the possibility of returning the leftover budget from the project to the government and seeking additional support for the more popular We Travel Together scheme. If such allocation is possible, the scheme might have 3 million room nights available for local tourists, he said. The third phase of the We Travel Together scheme, which wrapped up last week, recorded 636,918 local tourists using privileges at 4,321 hotels nationwide, generating 7 billion baht. So yes, Andre Bocelli will be performing at the Phuket New Year's Eve countdown. I think a lot of people might remember he was originally meant to perform with Lisa from Blackpink. And then there was that whole fiasco where Lisa actually was never asked and there was never any contract signed, but the ministry decided they would announce it anyway. Then Mr. Bocelli disappeared from the whole event. Nobody spoke about him until literally today, 11 days before the event. So not giving themselves much time to promote the event. Certainly you won't be having many people coming from abroad to see it. And I'm not quite sure what an Italian opera singer will bring to a New Year's Eve event here in Phuket. And don't get me wrong, maybe I am wrong, but I didn't realize Thai people were into opera like that. So I I don't know if it's a really a good fit for the whole evening. I like the idea of the kind of local artists from the 1990s. And I think that might be something fun for, for Thai people. But I'm not quite sure how Bocelli moves into this. I think it's just a tourism authority of Thailand kind of trying to flex their muscles and show, look, we brought this big name here for the New Year's Eve. But I'm not really sure people will be excited about the whole thing. 
And finally, the Phuket news. Maya Bay confirmed to reopen January 1. Maya Beach will definitely reopen to tourists in January 1, but swimming will be off limits, according to the Department of National Parks, Wildlife and Plant Conservation. Jane Seymour heading to Phuket to support pandemic prevention. British-American actress Jane Seymour, OBE, will soon be touching down in Phuket as part of a tour of Thailand with her family and the Bangkok-based charity Freeland. Mrs. Seymour's tour is in association with a global campaign to prevent future pandemics through better nature protection and is planned between late December and January 2022. And finally, Omicron detected in passenger returning from Saudi. Health authorities have confirmed that a passenger recently returned from a pilgrimage to Saudi Arabia tested positive for the Omicron variant of the COVID-19 coronavirus. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kira Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.